right. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. It's Dizzy for Dizzy time. <laughs> In between Ashley's very busy back-to-back work meetings. But I'm finally back home, so it feels, a, it feels a little more... Um, natural i'm not in my office because we're doing housework so i'm in the dining room but whatever it's my space i'm yep home by myself like you're not in an echoey empty room no where there's thunderstorms galore although i didn't mind the thunderstorms that was actually pretty nice yeah we don't get those very much where we live not really so. we're lucky yeah. when we get rain so mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah welcome you guys thanks for joining us for Volume 48 of Senchal Kapama. We have four episodes left after this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I I definitely think it's time for the show to end. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that's saying a lot coming from us considering <laughs> we got our one and only wish for season two, which was that our writer oh is gosh. back. So this and, has, oh, go ahead. and she's finishing the season. Yes! She is like she is finishing it, and Crazy. you know whether she had to alter the ending based on things that you know the, things the plot things. Why do I keep saying things? The direction the plot took in her absence and things she's had to work around and implement mm-hmm. in. Um, yeah, I you know I don't know how close it'll be to maybe what she originally envisioned, but either way, I'm just really happy that she and her team got to write it um which it's already been filmed by now so there are no more behind the scenes stories from set like all that Mm -hmm. finished on thursday so um yeah it's pretty it's pretty surreal because uh i neither one of us actually thought the show would go for this long (laughs) Mm -hmm. um Neither one of us actually thought the show should go for this long Um, because we've been there, done that. Um, Yeah. For pretty much the exact – is it the exact same number of episodes? One more. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So originally it was going to be one less. It was going to end right at 50 episodes and EK was 51. And then they Uh added two more episodes a few weeks back. Um, Okay. So 52. So it just – but this is – I believe this is Hyundai's longest-running DZ officially okay. now. And people were really gunning, I think, for like 55 or 56 episodes because then that would have also made it Karem's longest DZ. Oh. Which, I mean, would have been cool, but honestly, like, it's time. So it's time. We've it's talked time. about why romances have expiration dates <laughs> or why they should have expiration dates and why yeah. they should only be 25 – maybe 30 episodes tops Mm -hmm. um so we won't get into all of that but (laughs) because we've already explained all this before but either way four episodes left and they're married already so like we're not only getting not a marriage in the final 15 minutes i know we are getting a marriage in the final five episodes Mm -hmm. and an ending that got to be planned mm-hmm. like yeah. legitimately planned not three weeks to scramble not uh shoot this episode's already mostly uh filmed and now we gotta you know make some twists and turns to make it a finale mm-hmm. so which is a rarity in dizzy land 
especially yeah. I feel like with rom-coms because once they hit past that summertime, you know it could get canceled at like any minute when it's oh, like yeah. up against all the dramas and stuff. So, um, yeah, it just was – I don't know. That's just pretty cool. And then did you I, – I don't know if you saw it because I know you've basically been living and breathing work the last few oh, weeks. Yeah. But um, they did their final – well, I'm sure it's not their final Instagram live ever, but like their final Sinchal Kapama related one, Hyundai and Karim. You you want to know something? What? I actually hopped onto that live. Oh, that's right, you did. You texted me. That's right, you texted me when you had like left a comment. Look at that's what right. a look at what a fan I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud. I I completely forgot about that until just now. Um, yeah. So and it was honestly, I just like. Just like Ed Sarah's wedding and proposal and all that, it just felt very understated. But, like, it just felt perfect for, like, what – like, where we're at in the show. Yeah. All of that. So I liked that it was just, like, a quick no, – I don't even think it was, like, 10 minutes long. Um, after they'd gotten home from set and how cute they were in the same house uh-huh. <laughs> and going live. And it's just so cute. Like, it's just – they're just so cute. And, like, it cracks me up because you can tell that Hyundai still – cannot really predict or know what's going to come out of his mouth because her eyes a few times when he's like like that when he's like well you could say some stuff and she like pulls back and looks at him like like what and her eyes get all big and he's like oh you know you could say how much you love me like oh that's so funny oh my gosh so that was fun but um and then how he swiped Sarah well accidentally he was still wearing Sarah ring um, he noticed in the oh, car on yeah. the way home. So he's like, well, Sarkhan's ring is mine now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that was – I thought that was really cute. So, um, yeah. And then, oh, I wanted to send a little a little hug to – I haven't watched this show yet, but um, it's been on my list to all of our Ada Masala mutuals because womp womp, they just got a writer change. And none of them seem thrilled about it. And I can't blame them because in our admittedly limited DZ land history, it hasn't worked well for us. Yeah, seriously. So I'm like, oh, I feel bad for them. Like, I mean, I don't know anything about the writer that's coming in or anything like that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so I was like, oh, I want to give them a little virtual hug because that's so early too. I don't think that show's even like 10 episodes in. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, like, early for a writer change. So, anyhow. um, There was something else I was going to talk to you about, and I don't remember. Oh, I was going to ask you about After the Altar, if you had watched episode three, but then you texted me last night, and you were, like, and you were, like, I'm going to text you as I watch it, (laughs) because Ashley texted me the other night and was, like, oh, my gosh, there's new episodes of Love is Blind, like, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, wait, what? And it's, you know, if you guys watched Love is Blind, you know what that is. But uh, it's, like, the two-year update. And I, like – and I was telling you this when we were texting. Like, it's insane to me how much, quote, reality TV is not at all reality. Like, Yeah. It's edited and manipulated. And I felt like these episodes so showcased that. Oh, totally. Like, I mean, come on. So where, yeah. where did you end up landing, do you think? Because I had told you, I think that Damien and Giannina were already 
broken up and they were just like, well, let's have it be that you guys aren't and let's create some insane drama for these episodes. Yeah, that's what I think. Because otherwise – Or they were already on the verge. Yeah. And they were like – because even when they started off, they aren't like living together or anything. Right. Yeah, I I think they've been done for a while. Yeah, because I looked and I was like, well, the last – so of course afterwards I like stalked all their Instagrams. Mm-hmm. And, like, both of them didn't have any posts with each other since, like, October, November-ish of 2020. I think hers was, like, September 2020 and his was, like, October 2020, the last okay. time there's, like, a post with the two of them. So I was, like – and then they filmed this in November, so mm. – of 2020. So I was, yeah. like, I really feel like this was manufactured because there's a few times where there's, like, the – quote confrontation between her and Francesca who is apparently from another Netflix reality show um <laughs> okay you too know hot to handle I, I think it's called I I think I told I think I told you or I, I think I told you or I was just thinking it um that it, it I almost got the vibes that some producer was like oh hey I know this girl like mm-hmm. she can play she can play the other love interest or whatever well and especially because those two had already been like photographed by the paparazzi last summer or something like that like so i was just like this feels so manufactured like i mean but listen i still watched all three episodes i binged them back to back so it works so (laughs) yeah i know what is it about reality tv it's because we know that it's not reality but there's something about kind of the study of human nature and Mm -hmm. seeing stuff play out between people in general i guess that's why we like fiction shows as well yeah because it's just the interesting dynamics between people and you love to hate people Mm -hmm. and they get to paint whatever villain they want to paint i know justice for jessica I feel so bad because I constantly referred to her as Messica when I like last year when I was oh, watching she's the a show. Mess. But like she's not quite as much of a mess as she was painted out to be. I mean, yes, she still had some like, you know, her whole confronting Barnett and like asking him if this is what he really wants and all this kind of right. stuff. Like, okay, yeah, that was wrong. He was already engaged. He picked his woman, like, but after everything came out about Mark and, like, all this other stuff, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, they really do. They These producers are just like, okay, she's going to be this person. He's going to be that kind of person. Like, they have yeah. these titles in mind. And then they pick who's going to fit that narrative. And then they, like, force it. So, anyways, it was just – it was really – not that this is stuff I didn't know before, but I, like, really realized it watching mm. these three episodes. I was like, dang. Like, man, reality TV is really anything but. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For so, sure. anyhow. Yeah. Um, let's, that's let, We should that's talk that. about the show that we're actually here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the things d- to do, DZ. Kristen. <laughs> I know. Ashley has to work after this still, you guys. I'll be so, working tonight, so. Oof. All right. So, episode 48, we pick up pretty much right where we left off um, with him basically saying, like, okay, you said yes. Here's a wedding, Let's which was so smart on his part because, yeah, anything and everything can go wrong in a DZ. So he's like, no, yep. once I get that yes, I'm gonna make sure we get married two seconds later so that nothing can stop it from happening. No airplanes, yep. no psycho hotel owners, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So they get married. Um, 
I love the simplicity of it, like I said, because, you know, we're a tired viewership. We've been around for 48 episodes. So honestly, having something really big and showy and flowery and all that, like, I don't think it would have had the same effect it would have had back in the 20s. Yeah. So I love that it was just – it was simplified down. It was just the people they love mm-hmm. in this very, you know, last minute, last minute, but has been coming, has been a long way coming um, ceremony. So, you know, we get them to the altar. Somebody pointed out that the whole Melo and Angan shenanigans was originally mm-hmm. supposed to be Angan and Farid because they kind of joked before their lap, before what was supposed to be Edser's oh. wedding, like that they were going to like be silly and like say no when they were asked and like start singing some song that be, like, so I was like, oh, I wonder if that was like a little nod to that, like them being goofy, Maybe be, it was. but Farid's gone, you know, but yeah. Um, so I really liked that. The papers are signed. Hallelujah. They're officially married. Yeah. And the original rings. We got the yes. flower ring back. We've yes. got Sarkhan's ring. And, I, yeah, I feel like w- with everything that they've been through, this was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was a good way to finally get them married, nice and intimate. They would have already had their big, huge wedding. But right. it didn't happen because of planes and Italians. But <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> mm-hmm. so this felt – it felt appropriate. It felt like it just – was it felt very edser yes it did it really did i mean at this point you know yeah they've yeah they've been through enough crap in the last five years they've got a kid like they've got bigger fish to fry than a whole huge wedding like you know well and i think it is almost a good little nod and reference to the fact that after you get married you're gonna have a marriage Mm -hmm. so no matter what the wedding looks like. Some people put a really big emphasis on the wedding and having a big, huge party, having everything look perfect, paying for the perfect venue and the perfect dress and the perfect flowers and a cinematographer and all these different things. But the fact of the matter is that's one day and then Mm -hmm. you're going to have a marriage to build after that. And it feels like Ed, Sarah, at this point, really, (laughs) they're they're ready for the marriage. (laughs) They're just... They they don't care how it comes about. They're just at a point where they're like, we want to be married mm-hmm. and we want to be together. So let's just do this. Yep. I agree. I agree. So uh, Pearl sings their first dance song, mm-hmm. which is actually a song called Chojak Gibi by Sezen mm-hmm. Aksu. Um so it's not one of her orig- – it's not an original by Bashak because Bashak has written two songs for this show. So my initial mm-hmm. thought was like, oh, my gosh, she wrote this. Um, and Willa uh, translated really, really pretty lyrics for it. it all, I won't read them just because it will take a while, but I will. I'm, I'll add them to our episode notes because I really, really oh, liked nice. – I really, really like the translation. Like a couple nice. of the lines talking about uh, mischievous kids being in love um, – let my hand wander through your beautiful hair. My heart was beating without stopping. It feels like there's a fire in my chest. Like it, I, it's just really it paints a really beautiful picture. Um, so I thought it was a well chosen song for what exactly we're celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, we got everyone's all emotional while watching them have that first dance and they're all just kind of reflecting. And Mm -hmm. um, this is when we learn that Oh, oh, I wrote I wrote I fair, but I meant I don that I and you know what? I liked this. I know maybe it was mm-hmm. a last minute thing. I don't care, though. I really liked the explanation because so many people were concerned about like, well, now he's not a bull lot. And right. I was never really hung up on that. Like, I was just more like, well, Sarakon's still Sarakon no matter like what, of you course. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact of the matter is legally his name is bull lot. So he could keep that name even if his paternity is not what he thought it was things like that yeah. but yeah for the sake of this i do like that it was basically idon and kimal are having a conversation he's basically like that's going to be us soon you know implying that he wants to get married and she talks about you know about how taking the surname bolot and how that's and so then you're like, the surname Bolat, what? And she's like, well, yeah, it was my, fa- it's my family's. It dates back to like even before Ottoman times, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then Kimball's like, well, maybe you got Alptakin to take your name, but that won't be me. You know, like I'm keeping my name. So I was like, oh, so Bolat was her name. Like, and looking back, like there's not really a way to contradict that. I mean, we just all would assume that it was Alptakin's right. last name, but there was never anything implicit in any of the previous mm-hmm. episodes that say, like, what Idon's maiden name was before. Right. So I thought that was a really shrewd way to be able to just kind of explain that and still make it – have it make sense that Serkan would carry the Bolat name mm-hmm. so that um, so that that's the name that Edda takes and that Kiraz takes and, and yeah. things like that. So uh, I really liked that. And then um, – when oh when it pans back over to Ida and Serkan on their first dance and he, they both are just like sen ve sadeje sen like mm-hmm. oh I just it's just <laughs> these those tiny little like things I just love gosh I love them so I just love these tiny little moments so much like yeah I also appreciated that Ifair finally finally is on board and she even says that she owes Serkan an apology amen hallelujah so I was like, okay. That is – that's good. These are good steps. That's excellent. Um, is that when she and Melo also make the agreement to, like, find true love yeah, by the end of the year? This okay. year. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So um, it's time to throw the bouquet before the after party. And I love that apparently in Turkey everyone just gets lines up to catch the bouquet, not just the single ladies. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a coincidence that he was standing right there, but maybe they all join. Yeah, maybe like all the single or unmarried people join. But yeah. I love that Kimal caught it and Sarkon's <laughs> face. And he like kind of starts to blame Edda like she did it on purpose. <laughs> He's so <laughs> salty. <laughs> Such a brat. Oh, uh-huh. my gosh. So. so we switch over to dinner. And I this is, like, not soup. I mean, it is related. But I thought I saw on Twitter some, somebody made a comment that Safie was drunk at the wedding. <laughs> and I, I don't know if it's just because they let Ollie John's hair go a little wild. Mm-hmm. And... And he just was acting really silly during the wedding and during yeah. the whole dinner. But I just thought that was hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> Safie was totally drunk. That's funny. I didn't even think about that. But you're right. Like, I could totally see it. 
Because <laughs> they have his, they let his curls go crazy. Yeah, they have the last it few was... episodes. Like, they're just mm-hmm. kind of more let loose. That there's not as much product in his hair. Yeah. So they're they're at dinner and uh, for for everything, and everybody's just kind of reflecting. Angus mm-hmm. talking about how they should have gotten married that first day, the second that it uh, handcuffed him. Yes. Um, they're asking about the honeymoon, and of course, Sarkhan is letting them know well of course i have a Mm -hmm. surprise yes we're gonna go on a honeymoon so edda is surprised she obviously didn't know anything about this Mm -hmm. and he organized it all just getting everything all taken care of while she had no idea and then um and she's already concerned about being economical too (laughs) yes which is funny considering how the episode goes yeah um and as they're chatting about that, Pearl gets a phone call, and mm-hmm. you can tell things aren't great. She ends up excusing herself, <laughs> although she tells Sarkhan it's fine and it's not work and not to worry about anything. But it's literally all of those things. Yeah. 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 So this is where she really gets kind of the confirmation that things are not good with their mm-hmm. finances. And they're not going to be able to sustain the company with the loans that they have currently all of their funds are probably drying up, up. Mm-hmm. or or frozen at least. Yeah, you know, if they can't pay back their loans, the bank is going to freeze their assets. So things aren't looking good. But Pearl doesn't want to worry anybody, so she's like, "I'll handle it." This, I, I just said that becomes her motto for this yeah episode this episode. Is, I'll handle it. Well, and we do wind up learning that, like, they've kind of been in sticky situations like this before where it's she kind of has mm-hmm. to just be, like, the juggler with the funds and money, you know, kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul kind of a thing. Right. Um, until everything just sort of evens out. So it does make sense that she's confident that she can, like, take care of this. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, she's in over her head. Yeah, totally. So I said also, oh, the matchmakers bury their hatchet. We do get a nice little, you know, mm-hmm. thing of Idon and I fair. each other in-laws. And- yeah. I, you know, I still think Idon's been let off the hook way too easily for so many things. But so at this things. point in the game, I don't really want to spend that much more time with her, like, and on her either. So it's like, well, it is what it is. Like, for sure. So, um, yeah. So I said our Shakespearean fool is at it again because he can clearly sense there's something between Karam and Pina. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because he even is kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Why don't you ask her to dance? And he says something about, oh, I wouldn't ask someone who has a boyfriend to dance. And he's like, well, clearly – because she looks shocked. Like, what are you talking about? And then – so Erdem is just like, oh, clearly you two have a conversation that needs to be had. I'm going to nope on out of here. And so it's just so funny this whole season, ever since you said that in episode 40, like I've just viewed the way he does things so differently. And I'm like, it's hard not to see it now, huh? Yeah. But I think you're right. I don't think we're seeing it because we want to see it. I think we're seeing it because it's finally been pointed out. Like, but it, it does feel that way. He's he's always orchestrating something. Yeah. for, For someone. Yep. Yeah, for the most part. Sometimes yeah, I mean, just even being with, sillier, dumb, yeah, but. right. But even with the kids, last up epi- was last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you when know, he attacked him. Yes, he gave them a common enemy. Like, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, yeah. So he basically forces Kiram and Pina to clarify 
that mm-hmm. she in fact does not have a boyfriend but a twin brother who she refers to as Jonam. <laughs> and so Karam's like, "Oh, Jokuza, like this is great." And so yeah, we get the you know, we the the air has been cleared between the two of them. Yes, finally. Yeah. Yes. So, um we just get some really cute moments between the family and just everybody at the at the dinner. Serkan being cute and saying yes to everything that Kiraz asks for. Dance courses <laughs> and camp and amusement yes. parks and yes. And she's like, "You're you're such a sweet dad. You say yes to everything." <laughs> <laughs> I love what he says after this, though. I know. And what again? What growth for Serkan? Of mm-hmm. because he tells her like. Look, I need you to do me a favor. If one day I'm working too hard and I'm working too long and I keep telling you, don't bother me or I'm too busy for you. Or I'll be right there. To, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I need you to come up to me and t- and you need to tell me to stop. And she's like, okay, deal. Like she, she promises. And yeah. it's so cute because he knows his tendencies. Right. And he knows that he doesn't ever want little Kiraz to feel like she is less important than mm-hmm. work because yeah. Serkan is getting his priority straight mm-hmm. and he knows that work is no longer the most important thing in his life. Which so again I, is also a good it. setup for where we're going this episode. Like we mm-hmm. see him already recognizing that work is not the top priority in his life anymore, mm-hmm. which leads, you know, to him making the decision he does uh, by episodes and. So, yeah, I love that. I I love it. And it's so cute because then Ed does kind of like, wait a minute, does that rule only apply to Kiraz? And he kind of jokes and basically <laughs> is like, brat. I know. Yeah, he's like, yeah, only Kiraz can tell me to stop. But then they're so cute. They like bite his cheeks. It's like, uh-huh. it's just, I know. We got so many just little quote nothing moments. Like, yeah, I le- It makes me think of that you've got mail quote, you know, when she's like, all this nothing has meant more to me than so many other somethings. Like, mm-hmm. I – that's what I felt. There was – aside from obviously the big conflict of the episode, there were right. so many moments like that that just yeah. felt so like these are the little nothings that mean so much more than all the somethings. Like, just the sweet little like forehead and hair kisses and snuggles and yeah. just those little intimacies. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just I loved it. Well, and I mean to that point, it because I just watched this last night mm-hmm. that that third episode of the reunion of Love Is Blind. Oh, uh-huh. when, when Cameron gives his little speech, yes, and he says something about to to learn about how his favorite moments were the little ones, yeah, and like kind of not. I don't think he said boring, but I, I think he just said the the little moments. Um, but like, how much of of a relationship and a marriage is lived mm-hmm. in those just day to day, very normal, very routine things, and you just living life together and doing yep. life together. Yeah. But that in those little things are where. You know, you might have a like you might laugh together really hard over something stupid, or right. um, you might just pass each other and you like give you know give their hand a little squeeze, or like mm-hmm. you just say hi and I love you, or you know those yeah those those little like you said yeah. nothing moments, mm-hmm. but 
by and large, you're not going to have grand gestures all the time in long-term relationships. It's going to be those little moments that build up a life together. It's funny because I love that you're the one saying this because you're like never on social media. So I don't know if you saw all the hoopla over this, but our sweet – I don't think I did. Our sweet baby Becca always keeps it real. And she had posted something because, you know, there was just all this – I don't know. There was a bunch of drama about – you know, Honda and Karem, um, mm-hmm. co- like wanting content and all this stuff all the time. And so okay. she basically was saying like, listen, you guys, like adult relationships are actually boring. Like, you know, like, you know, I might have seen that. I okay. might have seen that. Yeah. So which and I had replied and I basically said, you're right. Like they are. And and I because I knew what yeah, she meant know, by that. They- fireworks every day no and she wasn't saying like they're boring <laughs> and, in the sense and that's of like the they're... context that i would take that in yes and her, that is exactly how boring yes that that is exactly how she meant it whereas like yeah. if if we instagram lived our entire relationships it would be very boring to watch <laughs> people for outside be people <laughs> yeah so you know um i yeah i totally knew her what she was saying behind that like yes mm-hmm. it's boring in the sense that like yeah not every moment is this exciting thrilling thing because that's just not realistic um right and you, you know have to work you have to do things like make dinner and do the dishes and take the dog out and right it's <laughs> yep you have to still live your life yeah and but you're living your life with that person yep and you're living your life in a relationship right well and like it just happened to be like that evening because i had i got home last wednesday night so and thursday um jason wound up having to go drive and like meet his boss to like sign a paper and all this stuff so like thursday kind of got ripped from us but friday so my friday i was like recovered from the time change all that kind of stuff and but we Mm -hmm. just we didn't like go do anything like we had talked about possibly going and like doing something for his last few days off while i Mm -hmm. was back home from helping my mom and but you know what we just kind of like chilled like we hung out in yeah. the living room the whole day. Um, I think we, like, ordered pizza or something for dinner. Oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. I did make dinner. But it was, like, super simple dinner. Like, super simple dinner. I made, like, chicken and salad and, like, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And we, like, turned on You've Got Mail for the 13,000th time in my life. And, mm-hmm. like, just hung up. But, and, but those are the, like, quote, boring moments that are just sometimes some of the best. Like – you're yeah. just cozy in your sweats and your house and on your comfy yeah. couch and like you know yeah so i just felt like we we got to we got little glimpses of like moments like that you know um yeah a lot of it is just being with each other mhm yeah and there's nothing wrong with that no there's nothing wrong with that there's something to be said about having a relationship with somebody that you can just be in a companionable silence with. Yes. Somebody was saying that, yeah, there's a, like someone to find, someone to find, there's a quote and somebody had shared it in, I think like a group message and I can't recall who said it or who was quoting it. So I apologize, but basically like, yeah, find someone you can enjoy the silence with basically. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. So anyway, I know I, we can... you. You bringing up those little moments made me think about that, and it yeah. just felt it. It makes their relationship feel very real to me. Yeah, I agree, and I appreciate that. Me too. So, um, we 
left off. Well, I know. Cute, cute biting. Um, so, okay. So, this next scene, I'm like, oh. <laughs> does does Booba have diarrhea? Like, is that the idea that we're given? Because, like, his stomach I, is upset. He needs medicine. And then when he winds up, winds up having to rush off to the bathroom and the way he walks, I'm like. I know. I was is like. Is that just how I you like, walk? Or are you coming out of one, one way end or the other. Or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know the way, he, the way he like ran away. <laughs> yes, it, I was like, "Is he like?" <laughs> I'm like you know what I'm gonna say. I... <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Anyway, well, so he's he's ill. He's got food poisoning <laughs> from the fish. And did you watch it with the with the not great subs first? And he's like talking, and and when I don't know if I did, Karem's like, brother, I'm telling you, like the fish made you sick, and he's like, f the fish, oh sunny. yeah, <laughs> sunny, <laughs> f the fish, and I was like, what? Oh my gosh, those auto translations really can make things fun sometimes. Yeah, they really so, do. anyhow, before he goes rushing off, though, Melo comes up and is kind of trolling him a little bit. But she thinks he's, like, making up. Like, I think she thinks that he's upset, not sick. Like, because yes. Edda got married. Like, that's how I took it. Yes. Well, because she's talking about, why would you, she's like, why would you need a doctor? Do you mean a psychologist? <laughs> <laughs> why she, would you even come if you're going to be this upset about it? She rolls him so badly. <laughs> she's so irritated. But then, yeah, after he flits off and then Karim shows up with um, the medicine, she's like, oh. Yeah. And then I love it because she kind of says to herself, like, Melo. Don't be this happy about someone being ill. But, like, she is happy (laughs) because it's not what she thought. Um, Uh So then this is another cute little moment I thought was adorable. Ed Sarah's in the Mm -hmm. kitchen flirting. And she's basically like, can you, like, sweep me out of here? Can you kidnap me from here? And he's like, are you serious? Like, right now? What are you trying to do to me? Like, I so sweet. So sweet. But then Denise shows up. And I'm sorry. Listen. Even until her last scene, I could not hate this woman. And I can't, like, I'm like. I know. There's because if no, this had been Balja, no expo- if this no had been Celine, if this had been, like, any of the other, like, if this had been uh, Polen from EK or Jada mm-hmm. from EK or or Gomze 2.0 from EK, like, yep. all this, like, it would have annoyed the living crap out of me. But. Like we say every week about her, she just does it so stinking well that you just like – she's so ridiculous and over the top that I just am like, I can't even hate you because you're just – like, it's I, just and, – And maybe that's the key. Maybe it's because she she's just over the top. She does it right in front of Ada's face. Like, it's not like she tries to be sneaky about anything. Yes, She's yes. just like – Listen, Ada, you're you're just the first wife. Okay, you you need to understand that you're not going to be here forever. Like she, I, maybe because she's so just blatant and forthright about it, uh-huh. and and ridiculous, and you know she's so ditzy. There's something about well, the she combination. Like, yes, of all and she of like it. owns not having any scruples. You know, because right. even last week when she's like, well, yeah, my whatever number husband proposed to yes. me while he was still married to his other wife. Like, yeah. so all of that just. 
I don't know, it works for me. And and I think too, just because with her specifically, Sarah Khan has been like, no, we're not dropping the Hanum in the Bay. Our relationship is professional. Like, right. you know what I mean? So anyways, all that to be said, she shows up and is like, oh no, I missed the ceremony. So I couldn't stop it. Like, <laughs> oh, well, here's your wedding gift. And it's like, at first they're like, oh, an album, like for us to put photos in. Cool. But no, it's an album full of business cards of all the best divorce attorneys in Turkey. <laughs> it, and, you know, it does like ready to beat her over the head with a frying pan. Um, understandably so mm-hmm. it, anyways it's just funny so she winds up and she's like okay well see you later like don't forget like you're gonna need that like <laughs> just kind of like toodles <laughs> off so ridiculous yeah. and then we do get the um the, oh their wedding the, favors yeah their wedding favors so we get the plug for the um concerts yasham i think is the name mm-hmm. of the company or the charity that Hyundai works with, um, you know, with the whole be a hero, caught him on, um, mm-hmm. and how to make a donation. So I love that because that's something obviously very close to Hyundai's heart. She has an actual campaign with this, um, with this organization. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I love that they were able to kind of make that a small part of the show in relation to Sercon's cancer. Um, so it was a very sweet moment. You know, everybody just kind of, you know, again, is reflecting and just sharing their gratitude that he's still here and that yeah. this is a, you know, organization that helps people and their families who are going through things like this. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a sweet moment. Um, mm-hmm. And this is, I think, when. That's when I, Kemal comes back. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. He just has a little chat with Serkan. He's happy that he was able to be involved in the proposal. Mm-hmm. And he kind of makes a comment about how he studied acting for a little bit while yeah. he was in college. And they said he was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Serkan very grudgingly is like, okay, well, sure, I guess you did a good job. She believed that you were in jail. So uh-huh. congratulations. Um, but they kind of just start to talk a little bit about the fact that their they situation don't know each other, mm-hmm. yeah. And Kimal just kind of brings up, you know, I guess we don't know a lot about each other. Um, and I have it. Um, yeah, he he just says, he says, I'd like to get you get to know you better. He's a um, and then Serkan says, I realized this when Kiraz entered my life, that not everyone with a child can be a father. So, and he's kind of hesitant. Mm-hmm. This comes out pretty ha- haltingly. He says, so let's see, you know, we'll see if whether, we'll see if you can be my second chance or not. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um the, the wording felt a little confusing to me in yeah. English. Yeah. And I, I, my assumption is that Serkan was kind of offering a bit of an olive branch of saying, maybe you can be the second opportunity at me actually having a father mm-hmm. and somebody to be a dad to me who. Right actually deserves it and can be a dad um and then because uh kimal just kind of says you're right we'll Mm -hmm. see and yeah i 
I know I should have. And it's one of the things that's interesting. It's one of the things I meant to ask someone for clarification about and just forgot mm-hmm. to like because it's so close to the beginning of the episode. And by the time it was over, I think I just forgot. But well, and it's such a small thing too, you know. Right. But yeah. And I, but I think you're right. I think that is probably the most accurate way to take okay. that scene um, because it's funny because the the good translation winds up being pretty dang close to the one with the other subs. So right. I was a little surprised that they were so similar because I thought, oh, we're just not really grasping what's being said because it's the auto subs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you'll be my second chance. It, and I don't that, know if that's that just a – wording, I mm-hmm. think, in English is why it sounds confusing. Yeah. Because it makes it sound as if it's Sarkhan's second chance to be a father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but maybe to he just Kimal. means – Right. But maybe he just means but, my second chance to have a dad. Um, right. So, that's you know, and honestly, like, he's 35 years old. He doesn't really mm-hmm. need a dad in the conventional sense. But it – I would like to see him have, like, a man he can depend on who yeah. cares about him, who, you know, so who loves his mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I, I Well, I'm and who loves to... his daughter, too. Yeah. And to be able to let them foster that relationship together. Yes. I think is going to be really important for Kiraz. I agree. So, which she then does pop up right about then and is mm-hmm. like, my dad and my grandpa are standing together and smiling. Like, so it's a really <laughs> cute, you know, thing. And I think that's when Kim all hugs her and is like, how can you be so sweet? And she's like, because I eat five ice creams a day. Sarkon's <laughs> like, yeah, that's going to change. <laughs> so funny. So then we get um, Sarkon's speech. I love, again, this was something mm-hmm. very small, very simple. Yep. But I love it because it it, it was a way to include Jaren and Fifi since they yeah. are, you know, Fifi's been gone from the show since episode 29. Um, Jaren hasn't been in season two. You know, they both have had other jobs and things since then. So, you know, it's hard when you have actors leave a show like that because, like, even in real life, like – it's something they would have flown – like, they would have come for her wedding. You know what I mean? Totally. But in DZ land or just in TV land in general, like, you can't mm-hmm. – that's just not realistic because schedules and things like that. So right. – um, So they have to just say they whatever from afar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it sucks. Like, and it's funny because I've been listening to – I told you this off – off mic but like i've been listening to that new podcast from the girls from one tree hill mm-hmm. and they were kind of talking about that because one of the one of them left before the, sh- the show had ended like a season right. or two before it ended and so when one of the other characters is getting married and they literally were best friend like literally best friends from like childhood on like it mm-hmm. so it would be like you not coming to my wedding like you know okay. what i mean just because you live somewhere else now so right. they're talking about how like yeah that felt weird in the show like no matter what quote excuse we had but like mm-hmm. but also that's tv baby like you kind of have right. to just roll with it yeah so i really loved that he's like i did call them they wanted to be here they couldn't but you know fifi sent a gift and it's funny because I'm like, I did what – I wonder if this was always an intention in, in some way. I know. Like that well, maybe because- Fifi would have gifted it in person had she still been on the show. Sure. But because what was the – 
she videos what stuff in episode video one. For? But what mm-hmm. else was it for? Like, we don't see it show up later on. We don't, we yeah. will now we'll never know. Well, unless we can get our favorite writer to tell us, but um, <laughs> we'll never know what Fifi's job was. Like, she's the JJ, right. you know, like, we don't really oh, know where gosh. she's like, really where she's from what she does, what her job is. Like, Mm -hmm. so why was she video cameraing that day? And why can she, but why can she also basically get a hold of any type of equipment or random things one might need? Like, so anyhow, all that to be said, she's recording from episode one. And so we actually got to see that like play Mm -hmm. off. And so um, he's giving a speech though. And, um, you know, and so when he plays the, video it's fifi you know melo gives her whole did you see what the sub said in the good subs yes. too Hilarious. where melo's like well i want to be married have three kids but still look scorching hot like <laughs> <laughs> i or look hot as hell i thought that was so funny um so anyways then it pans over to edda and she basically fifi's asking her that but edda is one track mind and she's basically yeah. like screw you sarcumbola like i hate you you stole my dreams like all this yeah. stuff and, of course, they're all laughing about it now because this was, like, six years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, so the the video clip ends and he's looking at her. And the, the way he's looking at her this whole time giving this speech, man, anyways, he says, like, you, the thing is, is you weren't really wrong, Edda, because – because to your, to your unluckiness, <laughs> you won the lottery – and got a, and he's saying it sarcastically, like you got yourself an obsessed hypochondriac robot like me with his rules, with his walls, with his lines drawn. But you, you, with your beautiful heart, with your impulsiveness, with your stubbornness, and with your love, mm-hmm. you left no lines, no walls, no principles. You entangled me, you demolished me, and I'm glad that you did. And he says, and then he says, now, like all of us, I too thought a lot about what is the definition of love. And that day, that day we first met, when you came down in that hall, I got my answer. And like you get, pan, you know, pans over to her face a few times during this and just mm-hmm. the emotion She's on her. Tearing up. She's tearing yeah. up. Yes. And he says, you are the definition of love. That's why, Ida Yildiz, I will love you all my life. And I promise you, I will always work to make you happy. Mm-hmm. And then I love how he ends this because he says, perhaps, perhaps I might have destroyed your dreams. Perhaps you might destroy mine. But it's, ne- but let's forget about, let's forget about that. Let's be real. Like, let's, let's live in the now. You, me, and our Kiraz. What do you say? And then she gets up and goes and kisses him. And I just yeah. really loved that. Like, mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think his wording was saying, like, let's forget about our dreams. That's not what he meant at all. But I think he's just saying, like, yeah, there's going to be times when and there have been times when we have the decisions and things we've made have not gone how we were hoping or and that could that's still going to happen in the future, you know, but we have each other in reality, no matter what our dreams are, we have Mm -hmm. each other in the in in what in what reality is so yeah i just yeah i really i really love that it felt very full circle 
because that's like one of the first lines from the show is like, let me tell you the story about the man who destroyed my dreams. Like, you know, so I really, I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it it felt like the perfect way to end their little wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because next we get, I mean, we think we get more dancing. They, Mm -hmm. They start dancing and then everybody joins in. But, um, when we switch scenes, we end up, uh, we're on the honeymoon with them mm-hmm. and they're in Italy, right? Yes. That was, I was, cause when she has a little discussion, I was like, mm-hmm. she's definitely speaking Italian. So they're, they're in Italy for the honeymoon. We get a cute scene of them waking up in bed together. When she kisses and- his elbow. I thought that was mm-hmm. like, that was like the cutest. <laughs> I loved it so much. I don't know why. I was just like, that is adorable. I, anyway, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> So it's just really cute because he wakes up and he starts talking about how he doesn't believe that they're really there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't believe that they're actually married and sleeping together in the same bed. So she's kind of flirting and saying, how can I convince you? And so Hmm. she starts kissing him. I wonder how. Well, and he says, hmm, there are a few ways, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, Sir Khan. (laughs) Listen, this man was celibate for five years, okay? (laughs) Well, he doesn't plan to be celibate (laughs) anymore. Nope. (laughs) So it's just a really cute scene of them being snuggly and loving on each other and Mm -hmm. finally being married. Yeah. So, yeah, once once we realize he's getting his full version of convincing, the scene fades mm-hmm. out. And um, basically, this is when we find out things are officially bad because we are back home in Istanbul. Yeah. I don't is shopping for school supplies with Kiraz. It's a really cute scene because she brings up a helmet to pile on top of all the school stuff. And mm-hmm. it's because – and Idon's like, what the heck? You don't need a helmet for school. And she's like, oh, yeah, my dad said school is dangerous. Like, what if they clean the floors and I slip and fall? And so <laughs> – and I love her logic and how Idon's like, well, you just shouldn't run in the halls and you'll be fine. And she's like, I can't stop running. <laughs> yes. So so the helmet gets added to the pile. Long story short, the card is declined. Mm-hmm. So it's – and we find out it's a business card, which I'm like, why are you using a business card to pay for your granddaughter's school right? stuff? Right. But whatever. And she Sir- literally has no other credit card right. apparently. Well, and Sarkhan's doing the same thing. I mean, right. he's paying for his honeymoon. He's having art life like, pay no for his honeymoon. they're bankrupt. Everybody's <laughs> – what is this? The Bluth family? They're all using the corporate credit card for everything? What the heck? So oh um, anyhow, it leads to a phone call to parole. She's going to explain to Idon exactly what's going on and how bad the situation is. So they basically put like an installment plan on paying off this pile of school stuff. So Yeah, she makes Safi pay for it. Yeah, poor Safi. <laughs> so, and he's like, can I make nine monthly payments? <laughs> so anyhow. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. So... That's that. Um, yeah, it kind of starts the whole series of insanity because yes. now that Eda and Serkan are on their honeymoon, stuff is going to start cropping up, mm-hmm. you know, where 
they're not able to pay for things but then only Ada finds out and she calls Pearl and Pearl's like give me two days I'm working on it let me explain and it's just kind of everybody trying to manage the situation mm-hmm. and also not tell Serkan so that he doesn't get mad and immediately leave the honeymoon well and it's funny though because it's like but the honeymoon's already ruined because Edda's having right. to act like a maniac trying to exactly. keep them at the hotel um, right and find free things to do and yeah then, and i'm like oh wait like, i'm sorry no, we what? can't go to new york we can't go to florence we can't go to lake como we can't go anywhere but then she's like <laughs> i want to know what hotel they were staying at in italy where a massage and all that is, is included free? in the price of the room like me too <laughs> i want to know i'm like what what hotel does that for yeah, free please That's extra they charge it to your card <laughs> <laughs> So, anyhow, uh, all that to be said. So, we, we do get a FaceTime with Kiraz. It's Serkan specifically because Edda is getting this delicious coffee that she's very excited to share with Serkan. Mm-hmm. And they're having a cute little FaceTime. And she kind of spills the beans that about how Grandma wasn't able to buy all of her school stuff. But Serkan takes it as like, oh, it's because we don't, you know, your mom doesn't want you spoiled. So, Grandma probably yeah. couldn't buy everything, blah, blah, blah. And then before that can be clarified – She's like, oh, John Galden, like, see you later, Dad. And he's like, oh, great. Go. <laughs> I'm already, like, I'm already chopped the liver when a boy comes around and, and does, like, sweetie, it's going to be even worse when she's a teenager, so just <laughs> calm down. And he's like, no, my daughter is going to be my best friend when, like, he has these yeah. grand ideas, <laughs> which is adorable. Um, but, I again, I love this scene because – they have the coffee and she's like, I knew a coffee aficionado like you basically would appreciate this. And he's like, well, yeah. what I really appreciate is just how you just make everything so exciting. And, you know, like you're so excited about this. So I'm excited about it. And she kind of tells him about how she dreamed of this every time she'd be in this cafe because she just mm-hmm. saw him everywhere she went in Italy. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously like not really, but just she saw him right. in everything. And she's like, there was even a waiter here who reminded me of you. And he's like, a waiter? And she's like, yes, he was constantly straightening the chairs out. And he kind of chuckles like, Edda, that's literally his job. Of course, he was like straightening <laughs> the chairs out. You know, and he's like, man, you must um, you must really be in love with me. Eh, yeah, be. Like, which I missed that. But he, that's her initials, Edda Yildiz Bolat. Oh. Um, so I thought that was really cute. So – but she basically says, like, what I really dreamed of, though, was and was getting to walk in one of the gardens I made with mm-hmm. you. So while we didn't actually get to see it, I just would assume for production and budget purposes. Right, um, right. I love that it was still implied. I love that mm-hmm. because, you know, we've all been wanting that since Antalya when he's like, I would be honored to walk through a garden that you created. Um, yeah. So I love that they're doing that on their honeymoon in Italy, uh, which was kind of well, one of uh, – it was a variation of one of our wishes for how it would play out. Um, yeah. You know, I saw it – I think my original prediction was, like, it's how they reunite kind of a thing. Right, but right. 
this was a variation of that and I love it. So, mm-hmm. well, and it's interesting because a lot of this felt like foreshadowing mm-hmm. because this whole time on the honeymoon, Sarkon cannot shut up about how proud he is of her yeah. and how she's going to be world famous. She's going to get all these amazing, amazing projects. Everybody's going to know who she is. And he's like, my wife, the landscape designer who's doing this amazing palace he's just super super proud of her mm-hmm. he has every faith in her they have a really cute discussion uh discussion a little bit later when he's sing really singing her praises and she kind of just says well it's all thanks to you and i really loved that again because you know gosh all these little moments this episode were just so I know, good I know. um because you know he's thinking I'm not going to take credit. You did this yourself. Mm-hmm. You built this business yourself. You've built this rapport with businesses. You are the one who worked hard and did it. But she's like, no, you're the one who taught me to never be happy with the first draft. Mm-hmm. You're the one who taught me to keep trying, to keep drawing and redrawing, to really connect yourself with the soul of the project yes i love that that got brought back up because i'll be honest i actually forgot that he said that in one of those Mm -hmm. first episodes when he's tearing her stuff up back and forth and he's like listen you need to actually feel the soul of that and i was like oh my gosh i forgot about that like yeah yeah and she obviously has carried that Mm -hmm. with her through these years and everything that she's done with her landscape design so it's just on the one level it's beautiful to hear them talk to each other this way on the other level it's like okay look at how supportive he is of her mm-hmm. and look at how he's like very clearly she is important mm-hmm. she is the one that's important and his work has definitely taken a back, back seat yeah mm-hmm. well yeah. and that's like what i mean we said that at the end of last week's podcast like i was before even watching this episode it was like it's clear to me that this is going to be about him finally choosing her well I shouldn't even say it's not even about him finally choosing her above his work he's always Mm -hmm. chosen her but the execution has been poor because it usually it always winds up hurting her in his mind he's hurting her less that way than he would you know so again right his heart is there he's always technically chosen her over Mm -hmm. his own happiness um but in this sense the way this is going to wind up playing out like he's finally doing it in a way where it's executed properly (laughs) right Um, right so i i love where she can actually see that he's choosing her Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before it's always been a secretive way that he's done it. Right. So she doesn't realize in that moment that that was actually him trying to, um, put her first. So, right. um, yeah. So you're right. Like it was totally the foreshadowing the way he's just, yeah, he's proud of her. He's impressed. He's just all these mm-hmm. things. So in between all this, we do learn that, um, because of the Qatar project, like falling through, they absolutely need this port project to go through with Denise. Right. So Idon is like, oh, great. We have to keep this psycho around. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just going to be a little nuts. And then right at that moment, too, of course, um, as they're re- they're talking, as Ed Sarah's talking about, you know, how Kiraz is lucky because, like, she has a mom it's, and it's going to feel straight out of a fairy tale because she builds gardens for castles and, like, all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um 
we get a little phone dingling and Denise has manufactured some paparazzi <laughs> drama by photoshopping Edda out of a picture from that article. So it looks like it's just Serkan and Denise. Um, so ridiculous. She's being painted as his mistress and all this stuff. And of course, mm-hmm. Edda is ready to throw her off of a cliff. Um, and Serkan's like, listen, the lawyers will take care of it. It's not yeah. going to be it. This is a non-issue. Like, yeah, she is obsessed. And I've never seen anyone quite at this level. But right. We're going to take care of it. So, And he basically says that he's just going to cancel the port project. Yes. Because that way they won't have to deal with yep. her anymore. Yep. So he already is pretty done with her mm-hmm. and with that whole thing. Meanwhile, like you said, we just found out they can't be done with her. <laughs> no. no, they cannot. So, so we get a little switch to parallel scene with Melo and Burak and both of them just kind of being frustrated with the other. Mm-hmm. Burak is like, who knows how she feels about me? There's no way. How am I supposed to know? And Melo's like, how could he not know how I feel about him? Uh-huh. He's such an idiot. <laughs> and they both say to uh, I Their respective and, people. Yeah, I was going to say Ifer mm-hmm. and Kerem respectively. Don't don't say their name to me anymore. Yeah, I don't want to hear that name anymore. Yeah. So we get, again, this was a nice understated callback to the dress zip of mm-hmm. episode two. And I love that it was just so simple and understated because the the original from episode two is so iconic. Oh, it's yeah. so, like, it doesn't need to be matched or topped. Mm-hmm. But I just love that he walks up behind her. He zips up her dress, fixes her, fixes the strap. But this one comes with a shoulder kiss because they're married now. They don't mm-hmm. hate each other. <laughs> it comes with a shoulder kiss and a maybe we shouldn't go out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because, um, yeah, they are they are gonna they are gonna go out right and yeah she, they're heading to dinner. And, and he's like, he's like, maybe we can just stay in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And does she we don't say, have to go anywhere? <laughs> yes. And one of them asks, I, I can't remember if it's him or not now, but it's like, are we always going to stay in this room? And I wrote, uh, yeah, uh, yes, like, <laughs> um, yes, that is the correct answer. So, um, but while he's he walks out of the room to, I don't know, do something. And Puderal ends up calling real quickly. She's very evasive, just trying to mm-hmm. tiptoe around to find out if Serkan has any idea of anything that's going on without actually telling yeah. Edda anything that's going on. Um, so Edda's now, her wheels are spinning. She's getting suspicious that something's up. Um, yeah. So, okay, this next scene is going to take a minute because God bless Willa for explaining all the cultural nuances behind this next scene with Idon, Safi, and Kemal. Oh, yeah. Because they're stressed about the fact that they have to really involve themselves with Denise and, like, what is mm-hmm. what does this say about us that basically all our hopes are pinned on, like, this crazy woman. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so um, I, I, Kemal says, like, well, this will be the job that at least gets us out of the woods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think most people know out of the woods is, like, a phrase to basically say, like, you're getting out of trouble. But it starts this whole banter back and forth between Safi and Kimal. They're basically saying a bunch of um, sayings. Mm-hmm. And um, so he – Safi says, well, one who falls in the sea has to hold on to a snake. Um, 
Kimball's like, well, in a place without sheep, you would call a goat. I can't even say that guy's name, but he's a Turkish poet. Okay. Um, all this stuff. So Willow was so sweet because um, while our awesome sub guy did explain the last one, you find a job at work and a spouse in your match. And he explains like spouse and match in that context are the exact same word. So it's clearly wordplay. Um, okay. That's the only one that was explained. So um, the first saying is he who falls in the sea has to hug a snake, meaning as a last resort to save his life. Denise in this case is is the crazy is the crazy woman, not actually the sea. So basically, they have to rely on Denise to save them, or they're screwed. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and that saying you would actually say it, Denise Duchen Yolana Sar Sarler. Sorry, I'm really going to butcher this, you guys. Um, the next one is. Koyunun Bulumadi Yerde Kechie Abduraman Chelebi Derler. The translation is You call the goat Abduraman Chelebi in a place where there's no sheep. Now, this person was a highly respected and valuable scholar and poet in the 15th century. So the meaning is if something has no value, something less than it winds up gaining prestige. So, like, since sheep are more valuable than goats, goats gain value in the absence of sheep. Okay. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. So um, so basically the goat is Denise because she's basically their last hope. So even though she's not really that valuable, she's the only thing there. So she's so valuable to them in this. has increased. Okay. Yes. Um, and then the next saying is, Besle buyut danaya sonra tanimaz anaya. And the translation is, the mother feeds and raises the calf only for it not to recognize her later. And the meaning is basically used to talk about someone who's ungrateful. Like someone, you know, mm. like they did this for you, but later on you forgot all about that. Right. Um, and then this saying is, ak akche karagun ichindir, which means a white akche, which is like a, it was an old silver coin um, in the Ottoman days. Um, okay. A white akcha is for a black day, meaning set money as so like setting money aside for a rainy day is essentially okay, okay. what that is. Um, so um, then, ayana yorganina gore uzatmak, meaning extend your feet according to your quilt. Which I was like, oh, okay, that one actually makes sense. Like one has to spend according to their budget not to go overboard so like don't stretch your feet out from underneath the blanket because sure. you're gonna be cold um and then the last one i think it's the last one um is uh the dogs eat the bachelor's money and lice eat his collar so i was like oh that's interesting many single men live hectically they squander their money and they get used by strangers because of it so that's why it said that a bachelor's money is consumed mostly by dogs or opportunists mm. and since many lead unhealthy lives with their bad hygiene and diets their houses are not fully cleaned because they don't take care of themselves thus having lice eat at their collars and i thought that like i love it because none of these have like other than the like saving money for a rainy day thing like none of these really right. have like an english Equivalent. equivalent so it's just it's just fun learning these um, another one was the weed you don't want ends up right under your nose meaning things you don't want end up happening all the time okay um and then there's one the there's a few more but i mean you guys get the idea but the last one i thought was really funny the one that idon winds up not finishing because they're like uh, -huh. uh 
But I was proud of myself because before she explained it, I was like, is this a poop joke? And she was like, yes, it is. Because (laughs) the saying is, (laughs) the dates you eat in the evening will scratch your ass in the morning. (laughs) And so I... I mean... (laughs) So I done is starting to make that because she's finally like well you guys are all saying these sayings so she starts to say it but they of course stop her like whoa whoa like too far (laughs) but she whispers and i don't catch this you didn't catch this she goes they yell at her to stop but she whispers but it really scratches (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it made me laugh so hard so (laughs) So thank you, Willa, for explaining all of those because it just it made that scene far more hilarious than like yeah. us as outsiders would understand it to be. Yeah, there's no way we could have really understood. No. So, so um, I thought it was really funny. So anyways, <laughs> we're back in Italy now, though. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just uh, a little uh, nice Ed Ser dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kira's calls and she ends up asking Serkan to sing the frog song to her. Which is a real and song, y'all. I looked it yes, up. <laughs> so funny. So it, it's obviously just a, a kid song mm-hmm. um, that maybe is equivalent to like a nursery rhyme that she wants him to sing for her. Um, so, but so while he goes to do that, he's like, here, pay, you know, pay with my card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can go. Well, That's such a married life thing because don't you love it? He's like, well, my card's already in your purse and you know that yeah. – like, you know that. You know the pin. Like, just pay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was just so- – anyway, sorry. Keep going. Yeah. So uh, – but Ida tries to pay and the card gets declined, mm-hmm. of course. So she ends up having to use another card. I think she ends up paying. She does. But and- listen, girlfriend is her own – like, she's she's got money. Oh, yeah. So – yeah, she's, she's fine. She's a she's queen. Been she's fine. Running this business for a long time. Mm-hmm. She's she is the rich one in the relationship now, at this point. Yeah. Um, and then Sarkon comes back, but she doesn't say anything because she's gonna give Pertle another opportunity to let her know what's going on and to explain herself. There's a funny thing about how. Kira started yelling at him when he wouldn't sing. (laughs) And she's like, she gets that from you. She never used to yell. (laughs) So I I appreciated that. Oh, my gosh. That's true. Uh, There's a little switch over to Denise and Aidan. Right. Because she's basically Um, making nice with her to make sure that she's going to stick with this port project. You know, but Ifair shows up and starts to eat her alive over the whole paparazzi thing, not realizing what situation they're in. And so... Idon basically tries I to be love- like, don't worry, she's menopausal. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> just ignore her. Denise's faces in these situations, like when <laughs> they so announced that good. they were together at that big dinner, yes. and then when Ifair starts attacking her, she's just like, what? What? What could you possibly have against me? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, oh and so she's so like, good. this is too stressful. I have to go, and she like. Yeah. flits off again and then yeah. Idon, of course like explains to her the situation mm-hmm. you know like what were you doing like we need her blah 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 yeah. um so uh we'll we'll get back to italy in a second i'll just continue the rest of this because basically ifair and Idon are boohooing and crying over the situation yeah and um 
Ed Sarah calls to FaceTime with Kiraz, but mm-hmm. she's already asleep. And this is when he mentions New York, which you kind of dabbled on a little bit. Yeah. But everyone starts getting – starts talking about – because now Ed does in the know. Right. I don't know. I fair in the know. So they all basically are like, economy, economical, budget. You don't need to go there. I don't want that scarf anymore. You don't need to buy those for me. Like, yeah, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, of course, like – He's like, what has gotten into everyone? Like, mm-hmm. this is nuts. Um, and, you know, he is trying to kind of reason with Edda. Like, this is our honeymoon. Like, I understand wanting to think about money and this and that. But, like, we don't need to think about it right now. And, uh, right. yeah. Well, and before that, because he he's like, I'll be right back. They Because they, they come home after dinner. And there's candles everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's this lovely romantic scene. And Ed is all excited. He, they go into the living room. He says, I'll be right back. And she takes the opportunity to call Pearl. And she's like, look, mm-hmm. <laughs> his card got declined. Is there so, anything you want to tell me right now? Bill, sis, and, spill. <laughs> yeah. So Pearl basically explains what happened. And she says, give me 48 hours mm-hmm. and I'll take care of it. I have stuff in the works. I promise you, I don't want to ruin the honeymoon. You know if you tell him, he's going to want to leave right away. I just want you to to calm down and have a little faith in me that I'm going to take care of it. So Mm -hmm. Ada kind of just says, I'm not happy with you. (laughs) And I'm going to do my best to take care of this. But you you better get this taken care of. So that's how they leave it. And then, yeah, she starts acting weird to to Sirkan. And then he is kind of sort of just telling her this is our honeymoon mm-hmm. if we're not gonna spend money now why would we come on a honeymoon yeah <laughs> yep so she does wind up because um once they get off the phone with the moms there's more whining and boohooing from them i yeah, literally fast forwarded to do, it well they decide to do like an evil eye thing yeah and Nazar because... like uh ritual type thing yeah, because yeah. of Safi's grandma who says something <laughs> about her. Yeah, which they yeah. do the next day, and it's then it they goes terribly. That his but grandma then... actually yeah. had terrible luck, and she was struck by lightning twice and, and was died killed because she by... was kicked by a camel <laughs> or a donkey. A donkey. <laughs> so, so they're like, "Why are we doing this ritual then if it's no good?" Um, yeah. But basically, Edda uses her femininely wiles and her beautiful doe eyes and seduces Sarkhan to stay in the room because mm-hmm. he's like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> and as yeah. he's trying to be like, but let's – like, this is our honeymoon. Like, let's go do stuff, you know? Um, and she's basically like, no, let's stay in the room and gets all kissy and, yeah, it's very sweet. Um, yeah. And, you know, it works. So – Yep, it works. Um, convinces him. She convinces him. So – Pearl's stressed out, of course, continually, mm. but she's kind of underplayed this to Engen, too. So it doesn't yeah. occur to him that she's stressed out about work because she doesn't want him to go blabbing to Sarkon. Well, and the second she starts talking about it, he's like, are we bankrupt? What happened? Is everything wrong? Uh-huh. <laughs> Is the world crashing? Uh-huh. Is the sky falling? He uh-huh. immediately starts flipping out. And she's like, why don't you just calm down and be quiet? <laughs> because I'm already too stressed to handle you and what I'm having to do. And with. all of this. So, like, it's fine. I've dealt with this before. It's going to be okay. So, as far as he knows, everything's, like, hunky-dory. So, with right. her acting like this, he basically comes to the conclusion that she must be pregnant again. Yeah. And then chaos ensues because yeah. as she continues to be stressed about stuff, like, we wind up with a scene where 
you know, she's so stressed out and has a headache and sends Aerodam to go get her medicine. And of, but, you know, Angan sees that and is like, no, no medicine, just go wash your face. Like, you know, get some fresh air, blah, blah, blah. You like, can't take that medicine. Right. And then it concludes because she really realizes, like, they're truly screwed. She gets the final phone call she's been waiting for from, I'm guessing, someone who they've worked with before who's got clout, all this stuff. Basically thinking, like, if this guy basically speaks on their behalf, things will be fine. But even he couldn't work right. his magic. And so she's like, crap, you were literally my last hope. Like, yeah. So she's kind of stressed about that. And she tells Ingen, like, well, no, that was it. Like, I don't know what we're going to do now. It's not what I was hoping for. And he takes mm-hmm. that to mean, like, the pregnancy test was actually negative. So then he's like, well, we'll just try again. And she's like, how are we going to try again? And he's like, what do you mean, how are we going to try again? Because he's thinking, like, <laughs> how do you make a baby, duh? And, and she's and like, he's like, we'll eat healthy. We'll work out. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> and, like, she winds up saying, like, well, Ozon and I will figure it out. Yeah. And then he's like, what? Like, freaks out. <laughs> That, like, she's going to use, like, somebody else to get her pregnant. <laughs> and then when she finally realizes what he's saying, she yeah. fl- fl- flips her lid. Because she's like, you thought I was going to sleep with someone else, you <laughs> idiot. Like, you're my spouse. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, so but it's funny. sticks his yeah. foot in it again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Um, so, Sarah so, is now talking about moving to Italy, right? At this point, like, <laughs> yeah, my note is Sarakon wants to spend all the money. <laughs> <laughs> he really does because he's like, listen, once you finish this castle job, everyone's going to want to work with you. You're going to have mm-hmm. this reputation, all this prestige, blah, blah, blah. So you, we might as well live here because everybody here is going to want you to work for them. And then I can easily work from here. Kiraz can get an education here. It's going to be great. And of course, yeah. she's like, well, yeah, we can talk about this, but let's not talk about it right now. Like, let's not let's not figure this out right now. Because he wants to, like, yeah. well, we're here. Let's go look at properties. Let's go look at houses. Yeah, he's ready to put a down payment on a house uh-huh. right uh-huh. then and there. Mm-hmm. He's very ready. Yes, he is. So, yeah. Then this is when he tries to talk about going to Venice, Florence, you know, Lake Cuomo, all this stuff. And she's like, um... Then she does. She works it again, and She's is like, like, "I've already been to all those places, right? You they're crowded. They're do. this. Yep, you. <laughs> I'd rather get a massage and a facial, some aromatherapy. Well, see, but before this is, she doesn't plan that yet because this is when she's basically like, "Well, I want to do stuff here," and he's like, "You just keep trying to keep me in this hotel." And she's like, well, you shouldn't have been this handsome then. Like, <laughs> so I, I think we're – I think she's distracting him with sex again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's worked so far. Listen, yeah. Um, so um, we covered – yeah, we covered all of this. Oh, we do get, though, kind of a parallel phone call because Edda's freaking out because she's like, my husband thinks he's married to a psycho. Like, I'm being crazy. Oh, um, right. And Sarakon calls Angan. This is really more what I wanted to touch on is while she's on phone with Pearl, Sarakon calls Angan and he's like, what the heck is going on? Edda changed. Like the second we got married, she's super stingy. She's this, she's that. And Angan's basically like, listen, bro, just be glad she didn't go the other direction and isn't like spending all your money. Like, and besides, come to me because in a few years, basically like you're going to have a gut is basically what he tells him. Like you're not going <laughs> to like... <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, it's just oh, ridiculous. 
So, um, well, and the- as they're talking about that, she tells Pearl, "You have two hours." I yes. got him to agree to a massage. Yes. And yes. you have the amount of time it takes for us to get some spa treatments to get this figured out. Yes. Otherwise, agree. we're coming back and yes. we're going to deal help you And deal we're going to have to person. deal with it. Yeah. Um, you're right. So, uh, yes, it's after the massage. They're in the hotel. And he knows something's up because she's being weird. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he tries. He's like, Edda, what the heck is going on? Why are you being so weird? And instead of fully coming clean, she's like – Okay, I'm going to tell you, but please don't get mad. Promise you won't get mad. All this stuff. Basically, he's like, of course, okay, I won't, but please just tell me, like, what's happening. Right. And she's like, I want to go back home. Mm-hmm. And, like, if that's not the worst thing to hear on your honeymoon. And he basically <laughs> is like, you're already bored of me after a day. Right. And she's like, I could never be bored of you. But basically, she's saying, like, everything we're doing here, we can continue to do at home. Like, she misses Kira's, like, mm-hmm. all this stuff. So he – of he just poor guy he just wants to honeymoon with his wife but he agrees he's like okay it, but then well, she's like then i'll make the arrangement only, yeah and then not only does he have to leave his honeymoon early <laughs> he has to ride back in a plane in economy class he has to fly coach with yeah. the peasants <laughs> with yeah not in his own private plane not, Not in first class. In first class. <laughs> he has to ride in coach with everybody all smashed up against everybody else. And he didn't even get to settle the bill because I'm pretty sure Edda ended up paying yep. for the hotel. Because yep. how else are they going to pay for it? They right. would well, just run. <laughs> well, and she winds up, yeah, dine and dash basically, but with a hotel. Right. Well, and that's what she says because she's like, I'll make all the arrangements. And that's when the whole economy thing comes up. And then yeah. he's like, well, we're going to upgrade to first class when we get there. And she's like, we'll see. Um, <laughs> and then, and you know, she kind of lectures him about being a snob and like learning to, you know, mm-hmm. like save your money and all this stuff because they have right. a kid. And then when he says like, okay, then I'll go settle the hotel bill. She's like, I already took care of that. And then he's like, what? And that's when she's like, listen, we're married now, right? Like, so what does mm-hmm. it matter? Like, um, yeah. so. Which is mine, what's mine is yours. Yes. So um, they get back home. Mind you, they can still afford a fancy personal car to take them <laughs> back home. Yeah, they're not on the bus. They're not on the bus or a taxi. <laughs> um, but anyhow, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just assume those, you know what, those cars are, like, probably on retainer, so they've probably just been paid for for, like, a certain probably. amount of time. So yeah. that they're in the car. Been paid. Yeah. They're in the car, and you he's just grumbling. Basically, like, the relaxing spa treatments were all undone because <laughs> flying coach was just so stressful. And, like, listen, Sarah Convey, I've never driven – driven. I've never flown in a private jet before. I have flown first class twice, and <laughs> – it is really nice and you don't want to go back to coach after that so i get it ish but like he's being so dramatic now he he does make a good point because Mm -hmm. he's like i work this hard and i do the things that i do why because i like comfort yes this is why i have built the life that i have mm-hmm. it's like he doesn't even really care about the money itself no this, this is what seem what i kind of gleaned from the, the his little speech right is that he doesn't want to be rich to the, for the sake of being rich he no he doesn't look down so on he can live a comfortable life yes. <laughs> he doesn't look down he wasn't like talking badly about the kind of people who fly economy no. or anything like and, that and mm-hmm. i think he's just kind of owning the fact that he's fussy yes. and 
that in order to maintain yeah. his fussiness and he his likes pinkiness. bougie things okay we all like bougie things yeah so <laughs> he's kind of explaining that and and it uh, can't really say anything but right. she's kind of just well how do i make it up to you and she gets all snuggled up to him and then she kisses his cheek and then she offers to give him another going, massage mm, maybe a little better uh-huh. maybe a little more <laughs> so and then she, when yeah she butters him up like usual. Yep. And he, because, yeah, because he tells her she needs to atone for all of this. And so she does in the form of kissing and a promised massage when they get home. And, you know, he's yeah. a little more perky after that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm getting a massage. Okay. Um, yeah. So Psycho Denise is at Art Life as Pearl's trying to just get her to sign these dang papers so they have her on the hook for this project. And yeah, this whole, this kind of ends the whole like last act of the episode is pretty much them desperately trying to keep this port project going with her. And yes. This is sort of the start of that. So she's like, Sarah Khan's not even here. I don't want to sign anything. But what well, right at this moment, Ed Sarah walks into the office. Mm-hmm. And of course she's like, Sarah Kumbay, you're here. Like you must have missed me. All this stuff. And he's like, <laughs> what the heck? Where were you? And he's like I was literally on my honeymoon. You were at the wedding. Like, mm-hmm. you know this. And um, I know she winds up making some snarky comments about divorces and the second honeymoon is going to be better and all this other yeah. stuff. And poor Edda, knowing that they absolutely need this project now, because she's right, like. Because Pearl whispers it to mm-hmm. her because she comes in guns blazing. She's ready to fight a girl off. Yep. But Pearl's like. Hey, hey, listen. Um, mm-hmm. So here's the deal. We couldn't you, fix this. Yeah. We, we need her. We need yeah. this project. And she's like, Sarah Khan is about to tell her that we're canceling the project. And she's like, he can't. He can't do that. You got to go fix this. So we get this whole insane scene where Edda is now suddenly very happy to accommodate Denise and (laughs) to have her as part of the team even after Denise decides to announce that she'll sign the paper but there's a catch she and Serkan need to go see the property together and they have to be it she wants it to be just the two of them for two days to check out this um location because yeah. she hasn't seen it, and we all know how important her work is to her. Hardy har har. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, but Ada is suddenly like, yeah, yeah, sure, go, <laughs> go, go with her. Uh huh. <laughs> and and poor confused like, robot is like, what the heck? He's like, come here, <laughs> Let, let's go have a talk. <laughs> And he pulls her aside and he's like, what is going on? How can you say yes to this? He's like, you were in a jealousy crisis yesterday and now you're practically throwing me in her lap. And (laughs) uh, she's like, (laughs) Hyundai played this really well. Yes, she did. (laughs) Because Anna looks like she's physically in pain having uh-huh. to say this stuff. And uh-huh. her voice gets all super quiet. Uh-huh. And like high-pitched. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, no, she's she's right. You you haven't seen the land yet. And you, you really need to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, sometimes you got to go with the flow. 
And he's like, what flow? She's crazy. Like, hmm. Oh, my gosh. So she just tells him she's like, just just go. Mm-hmm. You, you should do it. Just go. Right. It's an important and job, all this stuff. Yeah. Like, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And he very begrudgingly agrees. Mm-hmm. So um, – He's still very confused, though. Of course, now Denise is like, oh, goody, I'll finish signing these when I get back. So they don't even have the completed signed papers. Right. Yeah. Um, she yeah, leaves. She has to go get a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, time to go get a cocktail to celebrate. Um, and so Sarkon now, Edda's is, is venting to Melo about the whole situation. Melo's, of right. course, being supportive and trying to encourage her, like, well, you know, my Anishte would never, ever, you know, do anything. And she's like, I'm not even worried about him. But yeah. she's going to, like, drug him and put him in the bed and call the paparazzi or something. Like, which, honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't put past this she woman. Totally so would. she's, of course, freaking out. Sarah Khan's trying to talk to Ingen because he's like, what in the world? Like, mm-hmm. why is she doing this? She's totally changed with her, you know, she's a she's stingy now. And, and now she's pushing me to go on this project that five seconds earlier she was right there with me about canceling. Right. And Ingen's coming up with all these ridiculous explanations and then finally is like, well, maybe she just married you for revenge. Like, and he's like, revenge for what? And he's like, all the hell you've put her through. Um, and he's like, listen, here's what you got to do. She already pushed you to agree to go on this trip. So just tell her she has to come with you. It's a test. Oh, She's no. wanting to make sure you're not going to just willingly go off with some other woman. And of course, he's like, that's a great idea. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. So I do love, though, because when he's coming up with all these ridiculous scenarios, it was so funny because he asks him, like, um, Ingen, when you're doing your catering stuff and you're cooking and you're making your dolmas, like, mm-hmm. are you watching Indian soap operas? Like, are you watching <laughs> Desi shows? And I thought it was so funny because recently I was chatting with a couple of girls on DZ Twitter who also watch, I think the way you say it is Desi shows. That's like what they call Indian soap operas. Mm-hmm. And um, s- these plots that some of them are explaining to me are so nuts nuts and over the top and angsty and dramatic and ridiculous like it's so it just i was like i felt like i had a better appreciation for this exchange because of that conversation sure um and i had context for it like they're like telenovelas on steroids like it's okay so i just thought that was really (laughs) funny so anyhow um yeah, we get a little switch because uh, Ed Sayer, they re they reunite um, after splitting to talk to their BFFs, and then they pick up Kiraz from school. Mm-hmm. So he is just kind of like, what's going on? Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, look, you can't cancel such a big project. And the fact of the matter is that I trust you, and mm-hmm. nothing can come between us. So... You need to do what you have to do, and I'm fine with it. You need to just take care of this job. So um, he's like, okay, well, I'll do that, but you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, no, no, I can't do that. If she finds out that I'm there, then she'll cancel the job. And he's like, well, you didn't want to leave the hotel the whole time we were on our honeymoon, so uh-huh. we'll just do the same thing. All you have to do is stay in the hotel room. She'll never be the wiser. So mm-hmm. Ida finally agrees. They get Kiraz, and then they all go home. They agree to do a little movie night and because mm-hmm. they had to kind of break it to her 
to Kiraz that, yes, they're back early, but they're only going to be back for one night and they have to leave again. So she's like, okay, well, we're going to do, let's do a movie night and I get to pick the movie. Okay. So <laughs> does Edda not own a television? Because they're oh, like. the fact that they were watching it on a little laptop. But I was like, they've watched stuff on the TV before. I've Like there's been scenes where he's like on the couch. And so I thought that was really funny that they're like holding a tablet and watching. I mean, it was still very cute, but it right. just made me laugh that I was like. We don't want we don't watch movies on the TV. Like, <laughs> I guess not not that oh, night. Not that night. So it is cute. It's just a little montage, but it's adorable mm-hmm. because it's the three of them all snuggled up. Yeah. Um, and I wrote the Moon Women and Safi are fuming over Denise again. Yeah. And like I don't stressing about how to be poor, and <laughs> they're gonna have to sell the horses, all this stuff. And Sarkhan walks in on that last part and is like, "What are you talking mm-hmm. about selling the horses?" But they, you know, they get all weird and backtrack stuff. And um, they when he explains the whole Denise thing and how he has to go to the island and see the property and all that, they're just like, "Oh, okay." And he's like, "What the heck? Why does everybody find this so normal? This psychopath is asking me to spend the evening alone with her." Like, he's like, "She even wants us to stay in the same room." Right? And they're like, "Oh!" Like, and nobody's having a reaction. So, um. It, it's just nuts. So um, we, we've panned over to now they've traveled to the location, mm-hmm. um, all this stuff. And Denise is like, well, I set up massages for us. I this. And he's like, why can't I escape these freaking massages? And he's like, listen, <laughs> Denise Hanum, I don't like massages. I don't like people touching me. I don't like – and she's like, oh, my God, I don't either then. <laughs> so <laughs> – She's like, I literally just absorb the personality of whatever man I'm trying to be with. So if you hate it, I hate it. She's she's like, think about it. It's great. I I don't have to be the same person all the time. I get to be all these different people. (laughs) She's so ridiculous. I love her so much. Oh, my gosh. So I said she's basically a chameleon is what she is. And yeah. so poor Sarkhan barely escapes <laughs> after making their relationship very clear because he's like, okay, she says something about their relationship and he's like, our relationship is professional. We are right. here to look at property. Like, so I'm going to go back to my room until it's time to go to the port property. Like, you know. Right. But well, she's Delulu. she starts to like push him against a wall. Uh-huh. She's like, business is forbidden. <laughs> Love needs to take root from the deepest <laughs> point, Circumbe. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> let our roots, she's being super ridiculous because she's like, let our roots mix with soil too. <laughs> and he's like, Denise on him, you're coming onto me like a truck with broken brakes right now. <laughs> and he's like, a runaway so semi. I'm going to leave. <laughs> And I don't want to see you again. It's so so funny. So (laughs) I said, yes, she's Delulu because she shows up at – well, Edda winds up showing up at the hotel room a few minutes after Sarah Khan gets back. And he's like, where the heck have you been? Um, Right. They, you know, um, they have a whole conversation about how they're sneaking around like secret lovers and all this. Right. And before they can even like do anything, the door – there's a knock on the door again. And he's like, that can't literally be her. Like, um, she's like, you know it is. I'll hide. So she's hiding behind the door while Sarah Khan opens it. And, um, you know, she is like, I got it. I totally under – I got your message. I 
totally get what you were trying to say. Um, but, you know, dinner's ready, so let's go, all this stuff. And Ed is, like, pushing him to go. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll be out in, like, 30 seconds. I need to attend to my human needs. Basically, he's got to go to the bathroom. And she's like, oh, uh, okay. And he's like, just go push the elevator button. I'll be out soon. Um, so it's funny, though, because Ed is telling him before he leaves, like, stay in public places. Don't go back to her room. All stuff. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. can I remind you we're married? Like, I didn't even want to be a part of this. Like, trust me. Right. You don't need to, like, tell me twice. Um, so – they're at dinner and she's like i ordered you asparagus because of the whole asparagus thing a couple episodes ago and she's like it's an aphrodisiac although you alone are an aphrodisiac and i was like well you're not wrong denise hunnam but oh my gosh so she starts posting she's like (laughs) gets her phone out and starts posting (laughs) and she's like Posting it all over her social media to her stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ada, meanwhile, is in the hotel room, stress eating, all while mm-hmm. she's on the phone with Melo. And uh-huh. Melo's keep, keeping her updated with the 411 because she doesn't want to look at it, but she's making Melo do it for her. So she's like, what are they doing? Is she is she touching him? <laughs> just, just tell me. Just break it to me. <laughs> and Milo's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe her. And she's like, what did they, did she kiss him? Please don't tell him. <laughs> she's like about to have a breakdown. And, but of course, nothing of the sort is happening. Milo's no. just like, no, she went live on her Instagram. I can't believe she's doing this. She's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, then Ed so- winds up being like, I need to see this for myself finally. Uh-huh. And so because the lives tell you who's joined, Denise is like, oh, Edda, Hanum. Like, <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So it's just nuts. Um, and when they disconnect, because he's like, please shut that off. And she's like, mm-hmm. she, you know, she's just being herself. And she's just like, listen, just get your divorce. Can't you see this marriage? Had no purpose. I don't even understand why you got married. Like, and he's just like, he's had enough. And he's like, I'll yeah, see you later. Good. I'm going back to my room. Have a good night. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he um, he gets back to the room. Of course, Ed does relieved. But he's like, what? It, like, he sees her like, what has happened to you? Like, he clearly sees all the, like, wrappers and crumbs and all the stuff. Because he's like, what did you do? <laughs> and um, Italy calls real quickly. And it's clear there's an issue. And she's like, we all just deal with it tomorrow. And he's like, okay, well, don't put that off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he's just over it. She's got a tummy ache. And he's like, gee, I wonder why. Like, let's get you some, you know, bubbly water to settle your stomach. And he just wants to forget about Denise and be with his wife. Um, and so – they're like kind of hugging, de-stressing a little bit. You know, he's like, yeah. "You're so cute," because she's just like a total stress. She was just a total stress case over this. Right. Um, but then the door, there's a knock at the door again, and I said, "Oh boy, here we go," because he is mm-hmm. now at the end of the rope of his rope with this woman. Oh, and yeah. she's like, "I got, I got what you were trying to say. Like, you want our love to be in secret, not for all to see. Like, we're gonna sneak around." And he's like, "Okay." I don't think you've understood me from day one. I've definitely not understood you. Like, let me just make this clear. This is done. Let's let's cut ties. We're done with this project. Let's not run into each other ever again. 
And mm-hmm. she's, like, indignant. Like, mm-hmm. how is this man saying this to me? And she's like, well, it's your loss. And I love it because he's like, I've never been so happy to lose in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and she's like, oh, well, it is your loss. And he's like, yeah, I know. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> and out the door she goes. And I was like, yes, my man. Um, yep. And they finally, you know, Edda just, he hugs her and he's like, we got rid of her. Can we please get the heck out of here? Like, I just, I'm done with this. So, you know, um, obviously this is going to be bad news, but it literally was the only choice he had. Sorry, like nothing is worth what that was leading to at all. Well, and and Edda clearly sees that. She's not going to contradict him. She doesn't want him to be doing this anyway. So it was, it was very short lived as it, should have been yeah so it felt like okay we tried to go this route it obviously is not gonna work so we're gonna have to figure something else out yeah and edda really kind of realizes that yeah yeah because she's when he's like let's go home she's like okay like mm-hmm. so um yeah they they leave they're out of there this part's over so yeah. Goodbye, Denise. I'm going bit... to miss you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because she's she's done. She has one yeah. more little scene when Kimal calls her. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. She does. Yeah, because yeah, Idon convinces him to try to mend the relationship mend by calling, but he calls and, <laughs> and, she's and a she psychopath. starts spouting off her ridiculousness, <laughs> and he's like, "Yo, Gartic, like, there's no way," <laughs> and he hangs up the phone, all indignant. And he's like, no way my son is going to deal with that woman. My son. Uh-huh. And Idon is all kind of like Twitter-pated because uh-huh. he's calling him his son. His son. It's, it's cute. Yes. Um, we also get some stuff between Karem and Pina because he has really realized that he wants to confess. with her. Yeah. Yep. He wants to tell her. Meanwhile, Melo and Burak are being passive-aggressive towards each other. Poor and- Karem. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, are you both talking about me still? <laughs> <You're> like, yes! Because <laughs> she's talking about how he's not a coward like some people. <laughs> and he's like, well, he knows how she feels. He, You have to be sure about these things before you go confessing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, if you had courage like him. <laughs> oh, so yes. It just, they're yelling at each other. Yeah, um, it's nuts. Well, we can, we'll finish that off because there's one more scene that concludes yes. that. So um, the next day, he has made plans to meet with Pina. Um, mm-hmm. And Melo uh, Barack shows up at the cafe and Melo's like, what are you doing here yet again? Like, yeah. And he's like, uh, did you forget I own this cafe? And she's like, not once during the entire time I worked for the cafe in Chile did you ever come visit this cafe? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so they're just kind of being bickery. Pina shows up and mm-hmm. she, cause she's like, oh, you know, Karam called. He wanted to meet. Um, and so she's like, oh, hi, Pina. Like, they sit down and she's like, can I get you something to drink? Like, they kind of get her all set up. Yeah. And um, they basically have a conversation because I think they ask, like, how's it going with Karem? And I think meaning more, like, work-wise because I don't think they really, you know. Yeah. I mean, Barack knows, but Melo doesn't. So – or no, Melo does because he had just said the night before. So they're kind of asking her questions about how things are going and – Yeah. You know, with their partnership and all that. So she's she starts to talk a little bit. Like, it was hard at first, but, like, we kind of found a rhythm and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And she kind of – winds up saying something to the effect of like maybe one day we'll have the same harmony as the two of you 
And they both get kind of like defensive. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, you're work partners. Are you not? Like, and then they're like, oh, yeah. And it kind of, she she asks like how long ago they met or how they met. Yep. How long they've been working together. Yeah. Uh So I think, and again, this kind of goes where I was sort of predicting for it to go for the two of them. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, we've kind of got this past being painted now where like they both did notice the other one. Right. Um. You know, because they both can very easily recall what the other one was wearing when they first met, Mm -hmm. the things that they said, the fact that they both honed in on what they thought was a fact about the, you know, the other one having a boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of like, um, and it was someone in our uh, Facebook group, actually, um, I think it was Courtney, and I liked what she um, had said because... um, you know, she said, um, unpopular opinion, but I kind of like Booba and Melo, especially knowing now that they may have actually started something romantic um, if they didn't think at the time the other was taken. Mm-hmm. And the way they remembered what each other wore the first day they met. And she's like, Barack just needs to finally admit that he's getting, he's got these feels for Melo and that maybe he's had them all along. And I think his, quote, love for Edda was misplaced because of his bond with Kiraz. Um, if he had loved her so much, then he would have made more of an effort to be with her. So for him to say that he supports Ed and for him to say he supports Ed Sarah with his whole heart, um, lets me know that, um, his feelings weren't as strong as everyone was led to believe that they were. Um, so, and yeah, I agree. Cause I feel like that's kind of what this whole scene set into place. Uh Um, so yeah, like it just basically leads us, it gives us that foundation that I, feel like was necessary to make um their story more believable sure. um so i i do wish and this is just a personal preference obviously and it's not even it's not against the guy who plays barack but i just i wish it was it was someone that she has more chemistry with but like mm. we you know that's that's out of anyone's control but the casting director so right. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm I'm liking the foundation that was laid here for for that. Um, mm-hmm. So they walk down memory lane. They kind of are both falling into a bit of a trance and are like, "Oh shoot!" Like, okay, this is getting real. And they kind of both right. Bolt. Yeah, yeah. So um, back at Art Life, um, ba- basically, sorry, it's still that night and. Um, Ida calls Pearl to explain, hey, Port Project is canceled. Sorry, there's nothing we can do. Pearl calls Idon, who calls Ifair. And so the chain of communication has gone all the way through. Mm-hmm. They all know that the Port Project is canceled. Um, and Ifair's like, I'm on my way to Idon. So she ends up at the Bolots and they're they're talking about selling the horses <laughs> because and she brings Ifair had brought her valuables that she had mentioned at one point, all this jewelry that she's had stashed away, I guess. <laughs> um, and how they're all gonna you know, they're gonna sell all this stuff so they can save the company. They're talking about selling the horses. They don't know how much they can get for one because he's old. And <laughs> then they talk about I think Safi brings up Kira's uh-huh. pony. But she, they they don't know that she has been listening this whole time. So she hears that and she's like, excuse me, you are not selling my pony. <laughs> Nobody's selling my uh-huh. pony. Thank you very much. 
so they see that she's there and they're like, oh, crap, don't worry, don't worry. We're not going to sell your pony. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are we out of money? Because <laughs> she hears the adults talking about this, right. these issues and they have to kind of placate her and they tell her, no, we're not out of money. We just might be in some hard times right now, but it's okay. Everything's going to be fine. You don't need to worry about any right. of this. We're, we're going to help your it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to help your dad through it. Um, exactly. Yeah. So the, she goes back to bed. Um, right. And then, oh, um, I forgot the rest of that Kiram and Pina thing. So that way we can just be done with that for the rest of the um, – episode oh right 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 so he does wind up meeting her after barack and Belo take off and he's working up the courage to tell her how he feels but she's like i needed to talk to you about something too so i'm glad you called so he's like oh okay you go first so basically because things are kind of going down the toilet with art life um Mm -hmm. pina's dad has basically decided it's better for her to come home to london he's already booked a ticket plane ticket all this stuff so he's like Oh, so it just kind of takes all the wind out of his sails because he's yeah. like, so you're not even going to be here. Like, so he kind of is like, there's no point in me even telling her how I feel now because, like, she's mm-hmm. going to be gone. Like, um, so it's just kind of a, like, all bummer moment. But I think we're going to, I think we're going to wind up with a Gitme moment between the two of them soon. So I could see that. Yeah. So, um, so now it is the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edsir comes for Kiraz. They sit down, and <laughs> Kiraz, God bless Maya, she comes, her head's all down, and she's carrying this little, like, cylinder container, uh-huh. and he's looking at her like, Kiraz, what's up, baby? Like, because she clearly looks sad, and she, like, has her head, head down still, and she, like, pushes the container to him, and she's like, here, Dad, this money's for you, mm-hmm. and he's like why and she's like i don't want you to sell my pony and he's like um we're not selling your pony like also and she's like but and i was like we'll even buy you a second pony. Uh, we'll buy you a second pony and she's like we can't um we don't have money and what did the translation say it was like it turns like, out we don't have money your business flops yes <laughs> <laughs> and she so and Sirkan, Sirkan's like, what the heck, you guys? Why are you telling my daughter this, this ridiculousness? And they all look really guilty. And then Eda is the one who's like, <clears throat> Sirkan, mm-hmm. uh, we need to talk to you. Yeah. So the truth finally comes out. Uh-huh. Uh, and so we wind up at Art Life is our next scene. And yeah. honestly, like... I was completely, like, his anger, his rebuke and all that was completely justified. Mm -hmm. I loved this entire scene and monologue from him. Um, Yeah. You know, because he's right. He's, like, he's just, like, he starts to get upset because he's, like, you knew. And he's, like, then he puts two and two together, like, oh, and you clearly knew because this is why you were being so economical on our honeymoon. And God bless Pearl for being, like, listen, don't blame Edda. I put her in a really bad position. Because I like I begged her not to say yes, anything. Yes, I've handled this yeah. before. I thought I could handle it this time. All this stuff, and you know they start to bring up you know money again, and like mm. you know because um, yeah something comes up about money, and he's like, whoa 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 whoa, you think my problem with all of this is the money? Mm-hmm. Like when has it ever been about money for me? 
How did we start this company? Did we start this company with a bunch of money? No, it was the three of us and three chairs. Like, how did we build this company? We built it with our honor, with our honesty and our hard work. And when there's ever been an emergency or a bad issue, when have I ever kept something like this from you guys? I never have. Like, you know, and honestly, it's a it's a justified rebuke. Yeah, um, it is. You know, and he's like, sorry. they're all partners. They're yep. all supposed to be part of the same yep. team. And he's like, but sorry, Edda. Like, go ahead. What, but at the same time, I do also understand why Perot didn't want to say anything. Right. And she explains. Um, she's like, look, this was the first time that you've been happy in years. Yeah. yeah. You have been unhappy for so long. Finally, you have your wife. Finally, you're on your honeymoon and things are going well for you. You really think that I wanted to call you and ruin that for you? Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, a lot of people are at fault here. Right. It's a bad situation. None of them really handled it correctly. And now they're having to deal with the consequences. And Sarkhan's like, well, I'm going to deal with it then. Yeah. I'm going to take care of this. Well, and then Italy calls right in the middle of that, and that's when after she yeah. gets off the phone, he's like, oh, yeah, that's right, and now we can't even fund this. Sorry, Edda. Like, now your dreams are down the toilet for this yeah. Italy job because we can't be the investor that you need and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Serkan, I don't care about that. Like, it's not important. And he's like, yes, it is important. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so he basically – he needs a breather. Like, yeah. he's like, I got to get out of here. He walks out. Um, mm-hmm. So – Edda finds him eventually. Yeah. Sitting down, he's in his he's deep in thought and she basically encourages him. You know, he tells her he you know, he's made some calls for people who he's on good terms with, who trust him, but mm-hmm. it's like it's not enough money to save both the company and continue to be an investor in the Italy project. Right. And Edda tells him that he needs to choose art life and he's like I can't do that I'm the one that pushed for being your investor you could have found another investor but I pushed yeah. for this and if you had had another investor then this situation wouldn't even be affecting you and you know and she's like she makes a good point though she's like listen art life has employees and people who need this job like yeah it's not just you right like a lot more people are going to be affected if art life goes down the drain versus like my castle job so right. She encourages him to – she's like, I'm going to be fine. I have you. That's what matters. Like, right. you know. You've spent years building up art life. This is your second child. This is right. your baby. Like, yes. this is something that means so much to you. Uh, so she just keeps telling him, right. okay, then then you're going to save art life. Yeah. <laughs> it, and Okay, yeah. it's easy. Yep. That, that's, your, that's your choice. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. So she reiterates how much she loves him. And that they're in this together and that she understands if he needs time alone, but please don't just leave me waiting. Um, And I like this because another very real aspect about relationships, Mm -hmm. especially when you're married to someone, and I feel like this is generally how it does happen. Like, you know, there's that saying where it's like, there's people who say, oh, it's already 10 p.m. And then there's people who say it's only 10 p.m. and they married Mm -hmm. each and they marry each other. Right. Well, I feel like that's true for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um. And, like, I tend to be someone who wants to deal – like, when there's an issue, I want to deal with it. Like, I don't want to let it sit for a couple hours because then I'm only going to be able to think about that thing and stress about it. But my husband is someone who's, like, sometimes he just needs to take a breather because he doesn't want to react or say anything out of emotion or in the moment. And Mm -hmm. so – 
I was like, I understand this. Like, she clearly is maybe not someone who wants to necessarily – maybe she wants – she seems like in this situation, she's someone who just wants to deal with it right away. Like, here's what you need to do. You choose art life. It's done. He clearly still needs to think about things, and she sees that. And instead of pushing, says – you know, like, take your time, but also please don't leave me worrying about you. Like, I understand I'll leave right. you alone so that you're here with your thoughts, but also come back to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I yeah. really, I really liked that. Yeah, so she's waiting on him at home, kind of letting him figure out what he needs to do. Um, Kemal even seemingly tries to call and mm-hmm. can't get through. Nobody can really find him. Uh, meanwhile, we get a little switch over and Pearl and Engen are talking to the Art Life employees. We can't hear what they're saying just yet. Mm-mm. We will in a second. But um, things don't seem good. And when Pina and, Kar- and Karem talk, she kind of reinforces that. That, yeah, mm-hmm. they have to talk to the employees. Things aren't looking good at all. Right. They've got to break some bad news to them. So Serkan comes back and Eda is really relieved. Clearly she been a while. <laughs> And she obviously thinks that she knows what he did and mm-hmm. what decision he made because she tells him he made the right decision. Art life is like your second child. And then she gets a little text from the Italians and they're very excited about the project and continuing everything at the palace. So she's like, uh, hey, why are they texting me? And he's like, Eda, I told you I would handle it. And he just says, look, everything can be sorted as long as you're with me and we smile. And or that's actually the the very end. Mm-hmm. But um, essentially, we, we get a flashback back over mm-hmm. to art life. And as Engen and Pearl are talking to the employees, Sarah Khan walks in and he's like, no, everything is sorted out and everything's going to be fine. Because art life can live on as long as I leave because I sold my shares. Mm -hmm. So he has sacrificed himself again for Edda. But like you said, he's done it the right way now. Yes. (laughs) He's he's been open about it. And he just kind of tells her, look, as long as we're together, everything's going to be fine. Now art life can continue. It just has to continue without me. And you can have your dream job. So he was able to get everything taken care of. We don't know who he sold his shares to, but we know that art life is actually going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And he is, from the fragments, going to have to figure out how to not do what he's been doing for years and years and years. (laughs) Yep. So, okay, I want to make one quick amendment just because I – think that flashback was just for us to see i don't think he told her yet how he saved both because in the fragment she's like how in the world did you save both art life and um my okay. italy yeah, that job makes sense because all he so says is i took care of it as long as we're together yeah. blah blah yeah. blah so yeah, yeah no that makes sense that so i tell her yet. yeah so i don't think she quite knows yet she obviously is gonna find out so it's not right you know He's not he's not keeping a secret from her. He just hasn't told her quite yet. He's just letting her be happy about the fact that she still has her Italy job. Because uh, right. it ends with them hugging, like you said, after that. He's just holding her. Yeah. And you do get that little – like, you kind of see him and he's a little bit worried. But then you see that hint of, like, a little bit of a smile and that um, contentment. Like, he knows mm. he – like, he knows he did the right thing, even though it means – 
part of his future is unknown. Um, mm-hmm. The important part is known, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so it ends. So according to the fragment, like I said, she'll find out, obviously, mm-hmm. because we also see that he's clearly decided to be a professor, which I'm totally <laughs> yeah. not against. Um, yeah. Well, because, yeah. yeah I, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Woody, I, I, I'm curious about, because I know there's a lot of speculation. The fragment seems to heavily, heavily, heavily imply that she's pregnant. Um Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it I too heavily of, implies it. So that's why I know I was like, I'm really skeptical. I'm I'm. I really mean, part skeptical. of me is like, well, part, the fragment team loves spoiling stuff for us too, though. So uh, like, well, that's the thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll they'll spill really big stuff. But then the other part of me is like, they are really pushing. They're pushing this. it, I'm, and it makes me really skeptical. And it makes me wonder if her surprise is that she's taking them to Italy. Or yes, like, or like somehow got his shares back. Yes. Because she does mention in this episode, hey. Oh, right, right. Because this also, remember we were like, what the heck? Does she still even have shares in yeah. her life? Does she, so this answered that too. No, clearly when they split, she sold her shares back to him, mm-hmm. I I guess. Um, right. And so she says, though, I never touched that money. I still have mm-hmm. it. So she was going to give it to him. And he's like, no, you have that put away for Kiraz, I assume. And she's like, well, yeah. And he's like, then that's yeah. where it's going to stay. So I could see her like, I mean, because if this Italy project is being finished, like clearly that's going to lead to other ways for her, like income and things for her. So maybe the, yeah. the money for those shares isn't so important anymore. Mm-hmm. So what if she uses that to buy back some of those shares? Like – and well, then give and him a partial allowed, holding in the and if he's allowed to sacrifice for her uh-huh. then who's to say she's not going to want to sacrifice for him right um, so i think that i mean i'm probably clowning cuz if we all remember i thought kiraz was adopted so like i okay <laughs> i'm very glad she was not but um i love the way this played out but i just feel like they're pushing it so hard that i'm like no i think maybe she got like she got some of the shares back for him um yeah and so do you think do you think kimal bought the shares so i feel like that's the most obvious answer right. that's how i feel um he's he's the only one currently with enough capital yeah on the show yes right. with with enough capital to be able to do something like that and you know he would do it in a heartbeat yes he would son. but then also like so was he – but my only thing with that is unless he's putting those acting skills to, you know, play again. When he like, was I also find him. Yeah, right. like he was also like trying to get a hold of him, stress calling him. You know what I mean? So like – But but part – but then the, you know, again, the, the conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. in me is like, yeah, it could, they, they pointedly showed him calling mm-hmm. and then being like, oh, no, I can't get a hold of him. So it could have been Like, fake. there wasn't like, anybody else. It wasn't his mom. Yeah. It wasn't I fair. Yeah, because it I could see him asking, like, can you keep this between us? Like, can you basically yeah. be a silent investor until right. we get this all, like, sorted? But then also my thing is, too, like, if it was Kimal, I could see him being like, well, yeah, I'll buy the shares, but then you'll be my proxy. And then it wouldn't be Sarah Khan needing to be like, I'm away from the company. I could see Kamal being like, well, this has been your company. So, yes, while I own the shares, like, I want you to be the one that makes the decisions on behalf of that. Like, 
But couldn't you see Sercon being like, no, if we're doing this, we're doing it all the way, and you're going to be, like, you're going to be the, yeah. the person in yeah. our life, and I'm going to step away. I could see that. But then also, if he's doing it that way, <laughs> then he wouldn't even go to him to begin with because he would see that as him, like, taking, like, yeah, you know? Well, and I, it almost sounded like, the, the way he worded it, too, was interesting because he said, Art life can continue, but it has to continue without me. Right. Like it almost sounded like whoever bought the shares had kind of specifically said, I Laid don't want these conditions down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay, are they, I mean, it's not impossible to bring in a guest actor for just a couple of episodes. Since there's only four left, that's the maximum amount this person will be around if it's someone we don't know yet. Or is it Khan sticking it to him one that's last what, time? That's what I was thinking is like, <laughs> what if he somehow sold it to Khan? But my whole thing with that was going to be he comes back and actually redeems himself and like grovels at Melo's feet and then like sweeps her well, away from the rock. But sure, um, in an ideal world. In an ideal Part world. of me is thinking with the, with the bad blood that was always between yes. them, I yeah. could see him being like – Oh, now you're crawling. You came crawling to me. Sure, well, I'll, I'll buy it, but you can't touch art life ever again. Yes, if I'm and be the owner. Think about it too. If he had gone to con, he's gonna know. Like, oh, he'll do this in a heartbeat because it would give him the upper hand. Yep. So it could be con off screen. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me's like. It, I mean, justice for Baba Ane. Like, I would like to see how Aisha actually would have written this character that was alluded mm. to from day one. Like, it'd be cool if he had sold the shares to her. Right. Um, and, like, somehow. Or now, is it, it could. off screen? It could be. But he doesn't know where he's at. He doesn't, even, he doesn't know even know where he is. He is. Yeah. But it could be Baba Ane. But by Baba Ane, I mean Kimal's mom. Like, what if it's his actual Baba Ane? Like, and maybe that's yeah. a way, to, you know what I mean? Like, That'd and that's going to be a way to bring her on. And then Kim, I'll be like, mom, like, <laughs> um, you know, um, and then he gets to know his grandmother. Or so I don't know. You know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I'm really curious. Watch it just be something super downplayed where it's just like some random investor. You know what I mean? <laughs> I and it's like not even anything right. like what we're thinking just because it is, I'm imagining it's the final few episodes. I know it's, like, all set, but let's be real. Our ratings are not great. Not that they really matter, but, like, also I would imagine it means production budgets and things like that are all smaller than they maybe have been. I'm just speculating. So, like, I'm just questioning the ability they have to really be able to bring in more characters because that means more people to pay. Um, Right, right. So and for yeah. just a few episodes, and for too. just a few episodes, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm curious, like if mm-hmm. we're just way overthinking who this mystery investor is, and it really is just like some hedge fund company that we're never, you know, sure, um, sure. That yeah, Edo, I guess we'll yeah. So we'll see though. I the thing is, there have been spoiler pick. Kimal actually, ooh, sorry, I just hit the mic stand. Um, Kimal actually seen on. He posted a picture from the finale set and, like, it is holding a newborn baby. So, like. Oh. So, I've, we're probably not being And by told. newborn baby, I mean, like, creepy doll that's supposed to be a newborn baby <laughs> that weirds me out. But, because it looks so human, but, like, it's not. Anyways, so, um, yeah. But that could also be a 
if if it's from the finale set, that could be another five year time jump or something. You know what I mean? Like, well, yes, that's so true. That's it mu- true. So it's like, well, yeah, maybe yeah, the finale is taking place in real time, or maybe we're going to get another time jump where this is a couple years from now. Um, right? Yeah. I mean, I the mean, likelihood is that she's pregnant, but like, but also like. They've only been back together a couple weeks for a very yeah. short amount and, of time. But maybe, so, well, but maybe we're going to get a time jump of like four or six weeks or something where it's like the, you know. Oh, right. Like he's been spending all this time figuring out what he wants to do. And, yes. And he's he's lost without his right. job. And, and trying to figure I out Don what he wants to do. To and, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we could be, and then in that case, it would make sense that she would know by then that she's pregnant yeah very, yeah in yeah. the very early Definitely. stages because like her falling asleep and being tired and Malo being like this is all the stuff that happened when you were pregnant right. with Kiraz remember like so yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like you know the most what's that um like saying you know if it uh like the if simplest answer like yeah like basically yeah <laughs> yeah so but fragments love fooling us so it's like sometimes it yeah. really is a zebra and not a horse like right um yeah yeah so well we'll find out soon we'll find so. out yep just a few more weeks guys i know september 8th it's coming yep. up quickly yep so anyhow um all right you guys thank you for sticking around with us and breaking down this episode with us um like always you know where to find us links are in the episode notes um i will type in the lyrics to the song that bashok sings because it's really mm. pretty um, and you know what? I think I'll include um, links to the um, cancer organization too, since um, they clearly were, Hyundai was really, um, you know, excited about having that in the episode. So I'll include that too. Yeah, if anybody wants idea. to uh, make any donations, um, we'll include a link for that. So other than that, you know where to find us, our merch store, our social medias, all that are in the episode notes. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and we'll be back next week with volume 49. So until next time. Good or shooters. Close to call.